Hi, I'm Polina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into the Extraordinary Podcast, the accountability circle for go-getters, overachievers, and big dreamers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. All right, and we're live. Hi. Yeah, we're back again. Hello, everyone. How are you? Um, how's your week been? I hear it's extremely hot in the UK. Look, listen, you're in Bulgaria. What is it today there? That's a new thing where the UK and Bulgaria and the UK, uh, sorry, the weather in the UK and the weather in Bulgaria is the same. Uh, so in Bulgaria, it's like 38 degrees today. You do not want to go outside because just like stepping outside feels like stepping into a sauna or into an oven, um, as my grandma describes it best. And I, I've heard the UK is like 35 degrees, which is rarely does the weather happen to be the same in Bulgaria, which is way more southern and Mediterranean than the UK. So this is this is a new thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Well, if anybody in the UK has had like that kind of weather this week, I mean, for me, is we've had rain. It's been overcast. Yesterday was nice. Yeah. Today is looking really nice. I'm looking out the window and it's blue sky. It's not a cloud in the sky. And apparently over the weekend it's going to be very very nice as well so fingers crossed we do that we do get that kind of temperatures where i live in shropshire um but i haven't seen it but we definitely need some really good weather now um especially at this this time of the year i mean we're, we're in august already i mean come on like give us some sun please uh yeah on the point of it's august already this year is going way too fast uh, I can't believe that there are only five months left until the end of the year, which is shocking at this point. Um, even though you would think we have been at home for months now, so the time will be going really slowly, I've actually found the opposite. That it's been extremely, be- it's gone very fast, if anything. So I don't know if I can relate to the fact that we've been at home for so long that time has stopped it definitely hasn't for me well you know what it is though like you feel like you're in a like a a little capsule and just like days just roll into each other weeks rolling roll into each other and I think that's how it definitely felt for me like the beginning of lockdown seems like a distant memory right now what was it yesterday on the news here it was that lockdown started six months ago it's officially been six months since the first cases of coronavirus or like the first lockdown started. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, has it already been six months? Um, crazy. So yeah, like crazy. <laughs> no time to slack off, guys. Like enjoy the weather this weekend, but yeah. next year we'll be back, can it? So how did you get on with your goals this week? So if you guys are tuning in for the first time into the episode, we, or the podcast, uh, we start every episode with our accountability circle which is our community of go-getters and big dreamers and we go through so both peter and i and hopefully you listening to this podcast you're doing it with us go through uh, goal setting for the week and then the start of the next podcast we always review how do we get on with our goals and what steps are we making towards achieving our bigger um goals should we say so last week you said you needed to set up some targets towards your investment course. Um, you needed to do a marketing push for the financial uh, conference that you're doing in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And I can't wait to hear how you're getting on with that. 
and then you were looking into doing some research around how you can work with universities for, to provide financial education uh, mm -hmm. for their students and working with football, uh, the football sector around financial education again. So loads of very exciting things. How did you get on with them? Yeah, so targets for the investment course, they were basically set. Um, they're ongoing. I've got something going on right now um, to help me get essentially that in the next week or so. So that's been done. Marketing push has started off really, really well. Um, the, the footage we got for the charity, killer, just killer. We got three really, really good videos. There's probably more footage for another two. Um, but I think the ones we've already got are just, they're, yeah, they are. I'm very proud of myself, I must say, for for capturing <laughs> that in the style that in the style that it's been captured and and the way the message has been conveyed. We spent a lot of time just talking to him, so just taking mm -hmm. out the poignant parts, putting them together. Yeah, it's great. So that's really really exciting. Universities, I've got a short list of five. Um, so that's going to be approaches will go out for those next week and then the footballer people i've actually extended the search actually so leon is one of my contacts he's one of my friends who plays football um but one of my other contacts actually has some um has contacts with leicester football club and aston villa so we're organizing a sit down next week um with his contact to take that further so all my goals this week are pretty much they've been addressed and they're moving forward which is which is great um but as okay. always with these goals there's always stuff to do off the back end so whilst these are all ticked off I've got to look back on them and make sure that you know I you know for example with the investment course I actually meet meet my objective with it I've done it it's it's ongoing but I need to review as well to see make sure that I actually hit my objective with, with each of them so yeah Oh yeah, it's one thing setting up goals. It's a whole other thing, like following up on them to make sure they are actually executed. Yeah. So this is the magic of accountability circle. So we'll be checking in every now and then, like on your targets for the financial investment course. Yeah. But um, yeah, it it takes a lot more commitment to actually then follow through for weeks yeah. on end. You hit those targets. Indeed. Yeah. How about you? How did you get on? Yeah, I didn't actually have a too bad of a week. Um, if I'm going to be honest, it's been a bit harder than I expected to. So for those that don't know, I am in Bulgaria. And this is the first time um, in like seven, eight, in eight months that I'm seeing my family. So, um, and I don't know when I'm going to see them again. So I'm trying to be as present as possible for them and actually spend some time with them because the current the given situation with the pandemic i don't know when i'm going to see them again and if coming back to the uk means we're going into another lockdown hopefully not but you never know um so i'm preparing for the worst expecting the best <laughs> and i'm trying to be present for them but it's been really busy and it's been one of those crazy busy weeks at work so with the time difference and everything i have been working probably like 12 hour days, if not 11 hour days, uh, almost every day. So that's made it really hard to do um, anything else outside of like just meeting family and trying not to be rude because I'm staying with them and I'm, I have taken over the living room mm -hmm. to basically work as my home office and my recording studio in once. So I've taken over the living room, which means in the work hours that they can't stay in it. Uh, and it's the main socializing place in the home. So um, yeah, I'm trying to be mindful and be present for them. 
So I've still kept up my exercise regime, actually. So that's been good. I'm still yeah. keeping up there, which is good progress. And I'm glad I am because otherwise I would be a baby elephant by now with the amount of food I'm consuming here or I'm being fed. Literally, as we are recording this, my grandma walks over with a plate of fruits. <laughs> that's why I was looking a bit distracted because food is life. Uh, <laughs> so I am glad I'm keeping up with that. Uh, I said I'm going to complete three online courses as part of my master's, the digital marketing strategy master's. I've done two because yep. as I said, there purely hasn't been enough hours in the day to do anymore. So I would still count as progress. It's not what I set out to, but maybe I just need to be a bit more realistic that I am on holiday as well and I'm trying to still do work and yeah, just be a bit more realistic. Good. And then I said I wanted to launch an e-commerce website that I have been working on for months for our family business. Um, we have launched them. It's live now. Uh, I have also yay. trained my mom. Yay! This website has been so long in the making. <laughs> it is, deserves a celebration. Uh, <laughs> and then I did some training with my mom on how to maintain the website. So, like, dedicating uh, some of the tasks to her because I want to empower them to be able to manage their own website and not just be dependent on me. Mm -hmm. So, we training um and next well as part of my next week goals i'm actually going to start doing the marketing push behind it and then my last goal was just to be present and be happy and i am really happy to be home the weather is beautiful even though it's like a sauna um i can't complain because i'll probably come back to the uk and you'll be raining mm -hmm. i have actually tried to be as present as possible for them because i know i don't see them often and we often take it for granted. Like after a few days here, you start taking it for granted that they are here around you. But if you are someone who lives away from family, you know how precious time with them is because it's just not the same over FaceTime or like video calls. It's just not the same as being able to like hang out with them in real life. So just trying to be present. And that seems to have worked this week at times when I've not been at work. <laughs> Good, good. Well, at least you've made progress. And again, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. So, and I think also it's all about balance, isn't it? Yes, you mm -hmm. need to work and stuff like that, but ultimately you are on holiday. So trying to make sure that you can spend some time with the people that you're there to see yeah, is really exactly. important. Exactly. I will come back and my work will still be in the UK. It will still be waiting for me. The course is still be waiting for me. However, my family will not be there. So I've had to like rearrange my priorities for a few weeks as well, but still making progress. So uh, the two things that were most important to me was still making sure I'm continuing to study, getting that website live and exercise. And I've done all three this week. So it's good progress for sure. Fantastic. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about um, why personal growth is so hard. Because I think if you, if you're following this podcast, and you're following the conversations, there is one thing that is uh, absolutely true and clear right from the get-go is that we are all about that journey, the journey to something better, the journey to something greater, actually tapping into the extraordinary, whatever extraordinary means to you. That journey is so, so important. But sometimes there are things in life that are so much easier said than done. You know, I want to grow personally. I want to be a better person. I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. Okay. You can say it with ease, with ease, you know, <laughs> but actually doing it is 
very, very hard a lot of the times. And we wanted to have a conversation around that today um, and just explore, you know, what are the things that we need to be mindful of? What are the things that we need to pay attention to? What are the things that actually we need to cut out? Because in a, in the in the ideal world of progressing and making everything better, you can't expect to carry all of your all of your luggage and baggage with you and yeah. everything be with you at your destination. So what are the things we need to have a look at and we be mindful of? What are the things that we need to drop? Because that's just going to be a reality. And um, you know what? I'll share my personal experience with this, right? So once upon a time, this is probably going back mm, 15, mate, 15 years ago, about 15 years ago, about 15 years ago. I was much, much younger then. And um, I had a group of friends. Mm. And me and this group of friends used to, you know, we used to go out clubbing. If there was trouble, it would be us. And there was there was a group of maybe seven of us. There was Dylan, Marcelo, there was me, there was Ariel, there was Shav. Um, Shav, I mean, can you believe it? <laughs> what a name. What, what a name. name yeah. What a name. So there were seven of us. I've just reeled off five there. And um, yeah, we used to just do the same thing. We used to go out drinking, go out clubbing. We'll get into fights, get into arguments. And being in that circle was fun at the time. It mm-hmm. was fun at the time. It was the thing to do. I didn't know any better at that point. But as I started hanging around in this group, I think we were probably about maybe four or five years in, I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? We're doing the same thing every weekend. We're doing the same thing pretty much every single day. Like, what are we doing? Is this what it's all about? And I made the conscious decision to be like, nah, hold up. I, I went to school like I've got like six A levels I'm better mm-hmm. than this because I look at the rest of the boys and they're like they don't have A levels and that's not looking down on them but it was a point of I believe in life you have epiphanies at different stages right mm-hmm. it was one point of epiphany where I was thinking nah like there's more to this there's more to than going out clubbing drinking getting into fights there's more to this I want to do something different and I yeah. broke away from that group and for me, that was, a, that was a key stage in my personal growth. And I'm going to talk you through a definition of personal growth that I found shortly, which will tie this in very, very closely. But I think if you're listening to this and you, you, you can relate to what I've just said, there will be points in your life, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem right now, where you've come to a realization, you've had an epiphany, you've decided to change or take action. And that right there, that point right there is a point for personal growth. Yeah. So let me just read you the definition for personal growth that I just found. It's quite, it's quite broad and it touches on a lot of things. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Polina. Personal development is broad. So I'm sure it's a well-suiting definition for it because personal development looks like, looks different for everyone. Absolutely. So the definition for it needs to be broad. Yeah. So the definition is it covers activities. Activities. Okay. Activities, meaning there are things to do. Um, not something that happens to you. <laughs> exactly. Distinction, right? Really, really important distinction. It's not something that happens to you. You mm-hmm. have to do it. So it covers activities that improve awareness and identity, develop talents, and potential talents and potential build human capital and facilitates employability enhances the quality of life 
and contributes to the realization of dreams and aspirations. Very, very broad, but also very, very pointed. I mean, some of the stuff in here, like I read it and I was like, it's spot on for me. And I don't think that there's anything that's been messed out, missed out in this definition. Improves awareness identity, develops talent and potential, builds human capital and facilitates employability, enhances the quality of life and contributes to the realization of dreams and aspirations. Wow. Yeah. I definitely couldn't have said it better myself. I don't think they have missed out anything. But just listening to that definition makes you realize how much of an impact personal development and growth can have on your life as a whole. Your employability, your value as a human uh, in society, your self-awareness, your employability, like everything they mentioned, your ability to reach your full potential, like this is how vast the impact that personal development has on someone's life. It can literally be that one thing that make, makes or breaks you, um, like whether you decide to engage in it or not engage in it. But I love that they start with its activities or mm-hmm. it's an activity. And it's not just something that happens to you. It's not something that someone brings to you served on a platter. Like no one comes to you saying... I, I think we've touched on this previously. Like there, there may be times in your life where someone will be like, oh, I think this development program is great for you. You have this talent and I think you should join it to like develop yourself further. But those times will be literally one in five years. Maybe most of the time you will have to go out and take the opportunities by the horn, like they say. Um, so it's very important that they start with that and that we acknowledge that it's our responsibility. Like it's on us to be accountable for our personal development. And this is, I think, a big profanity that like a big aha moment that I had in my early 20s, which was, I have always been that child, I think, and like even young adults growing up, that I think because of the way I was programmed when I was growing up by my family, uh, always saying, if you work hard enough, if you want something, you can like you need to go and get it. You need to be a go-getter. You shouldn't wait around for people to give you things. Uh, and I saw that in my family and in my parents, like in, as they were growing and building a business and so on. So I always had that installed in me. But I think it became even more prevalent and more obvious when I got into the workforce. And then you realize like no one owns you anything. Like you need to create a certain career path. You need to create those opportunities. If you're not happy with the job you have, it's your job to change it. It's your job to upskill yourself, to like take a leadership position and so on. And that is probably one of the best things I could have realized very early on because from that point on, I just decided that like I can make anything happen because it's up to me. It's mm-hmm. up to me to like myself. And as long as I do my bit, then the world or the universe God is going to deliver like at the right time not like may not be immediately when I want it but it will happen and I think it's definitely the difference that I see between successful people and not so successful people that acknowledgement that it's your responsibility and it's the things that you choose to do not the things that happen to you that develop you yeah I think as well 
there's a couple of interesting points you mentioned there that I, that I want to dig a little bit deeper into. We have responsibility for it. Yeah. However, I think a part of personal growth is having the awareness and the ability to identify that mm. not all work is created equal. And I'm going to use an analogy that Timmy used on my podcast. Um, so he's Nigerian, I'm Nigerian, right? And we were talking about this pounded, pounded yam mentality. So let me just explain this, right? So pounded yam. So yam is like a, is a, is a staple food in, it's not staple food, but it's, it's kind of like a food in Nigeria. And it's like a potato, right? So you peel it, you boil it. And when you boil it, you then put it into kind of like a, a mortar and you mm-hmm. can pound it and, it and it kind of like, yeah, it's like, it's not gelatinous, but it sticks together, but it forms a really nice sort of meal, right? But it's quite heavy. Now, the preparation process for that is laborious. Like mm. peeling it, boiling it, that's fine. Yeah, pretty easy. But pounding it for it to get to the final product, that takes a lot of effort. There are yes. grown men who can't do this, muscular men who can't do this. Whereas there are women who have done it for years with practice, they're efficient with it, and they know exactly what to do that can actually do it. And they do it with ease because they know the tricks behind making a good plate of pounded yam. And the whole pounded yam mentality is this belief that you have to work extremely hard. You have to work your butt off in order for you to make it to that next step. That necessarily isn't always true. It's about understanding what efficiencies you can introduce to make sure that you don't have to work just as hard, but still produce the same outcome. That takes a level of self-awareness, which personal growth encompasses for you to realize and actually then implement because that journey between the raw process to efficiency, well, guess what? That's an activity. That's a challenge you have to overcome because oftentimes there's a problem that you need to solve behind that. So it's an interesting kind of like point that I think is really, really important. And I think there are prime examples of this all the way through corporate world, right? All the way through corporate world. You look at the big, big CEOs. How much work do they do in comparison to the guys who are lower level in the business, right? These guys are strategic thinkers. They are strategizers. They delegate. So when you look at the day-to-day, you could argue that, yeah, CEO might have a little bit more stress as the job, but actual physical activity, that pounding of yam, do they do that? Probably not, because they're at a level where they don't have to do that. And to get to a you know CEO level, that's serious, serious personal development that happens there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, serious self-awareness, as you said as well. Like, that's crucial. And I think... I was literally, so I was talking to a friend this week and she, uh, like, she also works in marketing. She's extremely successful herself. She works uh, for a huge automotive brand as their, like, EMEA marketing and digital marketing manager. Um, So she already has a team of people working for her and she's now looking to upskill herself and, like, progress. And she approached me just to see, like, how am I getting on with my marketing program? like degree do I find it useful would like she's looking to build her personal growth plan that she can then take to her employer and like talk to them about development opportunities that she wants to engage and even that conversation that we had was 
like we spoke about, obviously started off with how am I finding my course? Would, would that be something that she can do as well? Um, but you went on to then like talking about like, so what do you actually want to achieve? And then like, have you realized what is the gap in skills or what are the things you still don't know that you want to? Because her next job title is head of a marketing department or a marketing director. So like, what is the skills that you need to, if we are talking about personal development in the workspace, then that is how I have always looked at it. It's been like, okay, so I want to be a marketing director. What is the, what, what's the gap between where I am now and what, what do I need to know? What do I need to learn? Um, rather, Because I think a lot of people, like very often when I speak to some of my other acquaintances or friends, they're like, well, I want to be a CEO. But what does it take to be a CEO? Do you need to know a bit about finance? Like, would you need to know about profit and loss? Because I have a feeling CEOs will have like general knowledge of P&Ls, even mm-hmm. if they don't do the finances themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you need to know a bit about strategy? Would you need to have a general understanding of how marketing works? So when your marketing director comes to you, you know what they're doing and that then they're not just like throwing buzzwords at you. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you need to know about the business? What would you need to know about the industry to like be able to be a CEO? So like, or to have your own business. And like, I think sometimes it can be overwhelming and this is why people don't do it because they look at ever, like they look at those big goals and they're like oh it's too big like i don't know how to get there but it's like what look at the gap what's the gap between where you're now and where you need to be and then like just break it down into like basic soft skills that you're missing do you need to be good at negotiating do you need to be good at finance what do you need to be good at and like you can apply that to just any area of your life not just your work life but mm-hmm. like, even when it comes to like personal goals, like this is my, the way I personally look at it. It's always identifying the gap between where I am now and where I need to be, and then creating the plan of action of like filling that gap through knowledge. So like I wanted to years ago, and we've spoken about this on your podcast, is I knew nothing about finance, <laughs> but I knew I did not want to be poor or I did not want to be ever in a situation where... um my finances can impact me so much that it would be detrimental to my mental health. Uh, so I knew that I wanted to be comfortable. I knew I wanted to have a certain lifestyle and I, I had to learn about finance to be able to do that. So I had to go out of my way to educate myself and then to take the steps towards it. So starting off with paying off my debts, then saving, then creating an emergency fund, then like just learning constantly. And I still wouldn't say like, I know everything. I definitely don't know everything, but I know the stage I'm at and I know the next stage I need to be at to like get to that ultimate goal. But it took a lot of self-awareness that I'm nowhere I want to be. And why am I not there? Because of my own behavior, <laughs> like before, prior to that uh, and my own attitudes towards money, which is, we earn money and then we spend it and like we're too young to be saving and too young to be investing and so on. Uh, and there's a whole lifetime for that. So what's the rush? And then acknowledging that and acknowledging that like there's a huge gap between what the lifestyle I actually want it and that it's going to be a bit painful and it's going to have to be proactively like reading about it, learning about it proactively saving, putting things in place to stop me from spending over a certain amount every month, like whatever it takes to bridge that gap between where I was and where I needed to be. Uh, And I'm still on that journey. 
But that's what I said, like it applies to every area of your life, whether it's your next career move, whether it's your financial situation, whether it's your, I guess, even, I, I don't know if it applies to relationships, but maybe it even applies to relationships. Because if you think about that, I mean, I don't think you can have as rigorous plan when it comes to relationships, but I think it's important to date even with intention of like, where is this going? Is this going somewhere in the future one day? And like, what do you need to do if you wanted to have a healthy relationship? Do you need to have date nights every week? Do you need to be caring to your partner? Do you need to show attention and so on? So I feel like it genuinely applies to like every area of your life. Yeah, uh, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, there's a couple of things as well that, that was in this definition that I'm just looking at here. Mm. And we could do a completely different show on this, just this point alone build human capital i mean just just digging into that for me would be a really interesting conversation but it also Mm. says and facilitate employability and i think that's that's an important one to just to highlight because whether you're employed in a business or you're running your own business employability is still very important because even if you're running your own business you're relying on someone to employ you for a contract so having that awareness again is really, really important. When I was doing my research for this, um, there were five key things Mm -hmm. I found online that were cited as, or are cited as the reason why personal growth is so hard. And top of that list is one that I definitely resonate to because I resonate with, because I often cite it when I talk about finances. We've touched a little bit on finance here. Attitude. Because attitude impacts everything else. That mindset is really important. And I think with anything, if you're going to embark on a journey or embark on anything that you physically have to put effort into, that attitude, that mindset is crucial to be right. Because without that, you're not starting the race. You're not starting the game. You're just, you're not doing anything at all. And attitude is really, really key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's definitely a huge factor. And if you don't have the right attitude, it doesn't... I also think, like, if you don't have the right attitude, it doesn't matter how much work you do. You can, like, keep... um, Yeah, you can keep digging for gold. If you don't have the right attitude and you give up too easily, for example, you may never reach the gold. Uh, which may be like two meters further down the line. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a perfect example. We've all seen that emo- like that GIF or that picture yeah, yeah. of people digging for gold and one of them gives up too early and mm-hmm. never reaches that. This is a perfect example of it's your attitude. You can both be working super hard, but if your attitude is not prepared for the journey ahead or you're not like, don't have the right mindset, then that can then like... Um, mean that you don't succeed in where you wanted to yeah the second reason this site is closely linked to the attitude piece and to be honest i'm surprised that they that they've put this under two separate points because for me they're almost one and the same behaviors okay. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer your attitude dictates your behaviors mm-hmm. your outward manifestation of your mindset that's essentially what a behavior is for me when you look at it on from a financial point of view, it rings true. It's bang on. Mm-hmm. And the behaviors really are the things that kind of hold you back. 
yeah. you haven't got the right mindset, the right behaviors to actually embark on this journey to improve your human capital, your employability, to improve the quality and uh, of the ability for you to have a better life and realize dreams and aspirations. If you haven't got the right behaviors in place, that is never going to be a reality. I mean, the mindset is one thing. The attitude is one thing. The behaviors is the physical manifestation. This is the doing of the doing, yeah. right? So that is really, really important. And it talks about, you know, with all these kind of things, it can be hard sometimes to be introspective and look at yourself critically and be like, okay, so why do I act like this? And I try to do this sometimes and it is hard. Like, mm. Why do I act like this? And you have to be really, really honest with yourself and you have to, you know, look at the root causes. Is it that maybe this thing just doesn't really matter to you in the big picture? Like, does it really matter? And I think that's really important because we, we've got so many sources of stimulus now with social media and all this stuff that sometimes we, we think we want things. Well, actually, we really don't want them. We just want them because it's popular yeah. and everybody's doing it. So I think it's really important to have a look at the root cause. You know, is this thing really important? Because guess what? If it is important, you will do something about it. If it's truly, truly, truly important, if, it's, if it ties into your why, your goals, you will really do something about it. Yeah, I think a behavior and mindset or attitude are so interlinked. And like when they say talk is cheap, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, that's such a simple saying, but it's so, so true. Talk is cheap. Like if everyone that ever spoke about success and their aspirations and goals got successful, we will all be millionaires and billionaires. But it's that behavior after you've spoken about your aspirations that sets the difference between the ones that make it and the ones that don't. Uh, like Because so many people talk and like it takes, I think, a lot more from you personally. Like, as you said, you really need to want it. It's easy to talk. Like, we talk all day long about the weather, about cars, about whatever it can you want to be celebrities but to actually act on it you really need to want to deep down inside like because if you don't like you'll find uh, believe me there's like three million excuses you can find one for every minute of every day not mm-hmm. to do something if you don't genuinely want it uh and i think you it's it's hard to like be self-aware and like when you when you're not doing what you said you would do, to then take a moment and say like, why am I not doing it? Like, am I self-sabotaging myself? Am I scared of doing it? Am I intimidated by what happens once I achieve that? Because we spoke about this on a previous episode where I was self-sabotaging myself with my degree at the start because mentally I had linked it to then starting a business, Mm -hmm. like one tied to the other. And that was a hard realization to reach. It took me like a good few weeks of constantly thinking like, why am I not doing it? I signed up to this degree. No one forced me to sign up to it. I voluntarily went out looking for it, signed up for it, paid for it. And why am I not now acting on it or starting for it? So it takes a lot of like self-reflection to really discover why you're not doing something. But when you're thinking about the things that you want, like I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, this has always worked the trick for me. Like keep asking yourself, why do you want it? Because then you really find out, like keep asking yourself, why, 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 why? 
five times. But even if it just starts with five times, ask yourself why do you want something five times? Uh, and like dig deeper and deeper and deeper every time you give yourself an answer. It would really show you whether you want it because you personally like aspire for that or you do it because for superficial reasons, society told yeah. you, family told you, your circumstances have brainwashed you to believing that a fancy car is nice and needed in your life. Um, <laughs> and like, okay, perfect example, lockdown. Obviously no one wants to get on the tube or travel with public transport right now. So many people are like, oh, I'm going to get a bike. I'm going to buy a car. There's never been a better time to buy a car. Not, like, we're no longer going to travel with public transport. And I'm like, okay, so apart from you're scared to get on public transport right now, um, why do you actually want a car? Is it because everyone else is now avoiding public transport or everyone else is getting a bike? Like, why are you getting it? Is it because everyone else is doing it? And this, like, most of the time I've asked someone that, like, they've not had a good answer of why they're doing it. It's like, well, we're not getting on the cheap. Who said we're not getting on the cheap? People are getting on the cheap. Well, it would just be easier. Easy. How is it easier? Like, how would you find parking? You have to pay congestion charge. You have to pay like parking permit, uh, petrol, insurance, road tags. Like, don't get me started on all the things you have to pay. Like, why do you want a car? Like, it can't be just because well, we have all decided now and the government has mentioned that it would be easier if we all started cycling or we all started driving. So let's do that. Um, yeah. And every time I've asked someone that, like of the people that have since the lockdown decided to buy a car or a bike, they've not had a good answer. So yeah. a perfect example of the government said we should avoid public transport. You should use alternative modes of transport. And now everyone wants to buy a car or a bike, but they don't actually know why. I'm like, when's the last time you biked? Oh, two years ago. Okay, you went on a Boris bike? Oh, yeah, now you think you want a bike? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really important is what, that through all of this, clarity of, you know, what success means mm. for individuals is very, very important. Yeah. It's not, it, it can't be wrapped up in what you think other people would want to see in you. It's personal. What do you think it is? There was another point in here as well, which was really uh, interesting. And there's a comment I'm going to close this on um, mm. when we reach number five. Uh, number three, toxic relationships. And I think that is very, very true, whether that be personal relationships, business relationships, work relationships. Like I've said this before, right? Radiators and drain pipes. Mm -hmm. You don't want drain pipes. Get rid of drain pipes. You want yeah. radiators. Like I have no time, no time for radiators like yeah. for drain pipes sorry no time at all if you're negative don't want to know don't want to have a conversation with you don't want to be within 10 yards of you that's just my personal yeah. preference because guess what they're going to suck the laugh out of you and we've already established that these are activities difficult activities you could be on a positive vibe someone's moaning next to you they're going to have an impact on you so getting rid of those toxic relationships is so so important really really important to keep you on track yeah i would also say though it's important to say that it's not always just toxic people sometimes so the story you mentioned at the start like i have one of those stories myself of like having a group of friends that we used to just have so much fun together and we used to go out all the time and it was we we had a blast but there was a point where i wanted more and i wanted to talk about bigger and greater things and every time i tried to have those conversations they'll get shut down or they will just be negative 
uh, when we spoke about success or achieving things. And they don't necessarily have to be toxic people themselves. They may be lovely people, but you could just be on different pages in life. Like they want different things from what you want. And it's a painful thing to realize. Like I've lost the best friend to that, the exact same thing. That best friend who was in that group of friends and like leaving the group of friends also meant that I left the best friends who I was glued to. And it was very painful. I'm not going to lie. It was very uncomfortable six months of like not having my best friend and not having someone to talk to all the time and so on. But I had to do it because I knew if I stayed in that group of friends, I would just stay there, like at that same level for like the next five, 10 years. And I, I knew I had greater things ahead of me, like if I just reached out for them and did the work. Uh, and I was never going to be able to do that with them. And they're lovely people. Like I would still speak to them if I see them now. They're lovely. But just being in that friend circle 24-7 meant that I would just be stagnant. And yeah. like, when we talk about toxic people, yes, there are the negatives and the dream pipes. But sometimes there are lovely people, but you're just on different pages. And it, you should still let go, even if they're lovely as humans um, and have done nothing to make you feel bad if you realize that being in that group of friends is going to hold you back and not going to allow you to reach your full potential then you could just be an acquaintance but you don't have to be friends you don't yeah. have to be and i think it's important as well to be able to identify the wood through the trees right understanding yeah. what is a toxic relationship and what you're describing there as a toxic environment yes right? yes really really important distinction but you have to be able to realize it and actually acknowledge that actually this is a toxic environment i don't want to be here it's going to do nothing for my personal growth or my progression moving forward and therefore you take that decision to remove yourself from that circle i mean leaving those boys behind was kind of like you know what it's like like oh you think you're better than us now it's like no i just want to do something different and i can't have a conversation with you guys about any of this because you're not interested in it so i have to go somewhere that will entertain the conversations that I, that I want to have and where I can actually learn something to move me forward to where I want to be. Yeah. It's a, it takes courage to do that. Um, it really, really does. But ultimately, you have to remember, you know, you're, you are responsible for yourself at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Your, your friends aren't. Your friends are not responsible for you. You are yeah. responsible for yourself. So all of this is within your sphere of control. You have to be confident and courageous enough to take to take that jump and that's really really important and that and that kind of ties very nicely into point number four and that point number four is basically impatience and okay. it's that age-old thing that we talk about instant gratification oh yeah yeah i'm gonna do this boom results next week no 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 like yeah. no i have to rein myself in all the time in terms of my expectations because i'm like oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that it's gonna be this and it's gonna be that no i'm kind of like mm. and this is this is a juxtaposition because you have to be open-minded to know why it's going to take time, but how much time are you going to give it? How much time do you then put targets in your time? Are your targets around the timeline realistic? You have to be of the kind of persuasion and, and uh, personal kind of like makeup to be able to have that honest conversation. Am I being a little too over optimistic here or am I being unrealistic? Is this really the time frame that I should be working towards because yeah, yeah that's more realistic that's how i'm going to achieve this goal in opposed to i'm going to do this in three weeks and it's like uh nah, six weeks later on nah, that was never going to happen then by the time you get to six weeks you're like oh, you just want to give up anyway yeah yeah 
Oh, like, <laughs> here's a perfect example. And if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously know the podcast. The idea for the podcast was in my head for the longest time. So in my head, this has been a long time in the making and the world should love it because obviously it's my baby. Um, I came up with the idea like of the accountability circle as well. So like in my head, it's the greatest idea, obviously, as any creator would ever tell you. Um, and I'm having to learn to be patient with the podcast and like not compare it to the Michelle Obama podcast. I'm not mm. Michelle Obama, but it's hard not to. Uh, or let me think of Tom Billy's podcast or anyone else's podcast and just be like, okay, this is your episode four, I think. Like, calm down. Like, because I obviously, as everything I do, I would obviously want it to be a success. If I'm investing my time into it and my efforts into it, I would want it to be success. I think it can help a lot of people. It can bring accountability circle that a lot of people may be lacking to the doorstep or to their virtual space and give them the opportunity to join one. And I think it's a great idea, but I had to like this week, I was looking like, I had a moment this week earlier where I was researching like, what's the average number of people that should be listening to a podcast? I've done that as well. I've done that. I've done that with conversation on money. And I got to the point where I was just like, you know what, if you, if you look at the numbers, it drove me nuts for like three months. And I was like, I just need to stop because you obsess over it and it's like I'm doing that right now with YouTube and I'm like I just need to stop with the YouTube number count views and the podcast stuff and just focus on like trying to push out as much quality as I possibly can and then people will respond to that and with all things you're going to have peaks and you're going to have troughs and that's okay as well it's it's being okay with with that but yeah it comes a little bit back down to mindset and attitudes and behaviors. And these things are all intertwined, but it's a very, very difficult balance to strike a lot of the times that you want to, ha- you want it to happen now, but actually yeah. realistically, it's going to take a little bit more time. And it's actually, you know what? It, it ties into the fifth one, <laughs> the unwillingness to commit. Cause like oftentimes, how many people do, how many times do you start something? And it's like, Oh, it's not really, it's no, I'm going to test it out. It's not really worked. Oh no, I'm just going to give up. And I'll tell you what, I've got a prime example. So I started a community on Mike Networks earlier this year, right? Paying money for this thing, just churning stuff out. This is very, very early in the days of like, literally in January when I started YouTube and I started the podcast and I wasn't getting the engagement. I thought, oh, you know, I can't afford to keep throwing money at this. So I'm just going to put it down to the basic account and just let it go. Lo and behold, because I'm now putting stuff out on YouTube, I'm having people just request to join the community as a byproduct of that. I've now got from literally from not expecting anything at all. And for that just to kind of just die, I've got an 150 people in there. <laughs> and I'm like, that was too short sighted of me back in January where I thought I'm just going to leave it alone. But it is that willingness to commit. Now, in my instance, I've still carried on with the YouTube and I've carried on with the podcast, but I didn't carry on with that. So now I'm having to pick that back up and be like, okay, this needs to form part of my overall um, yeah. kind of like network in terms of the content I push out there because the people within this group are very, very focused on one particular thing. If, you, if they follow me on YouTube, it's all about investing. So it's yeah. a nice touch point. It's a nice community. And the willingness to commit is so, so important regardless of whether it goes good goes bad or you have peaks and troughs yeah and this is i think this is a really interesting point actually because even if you are impatient 
if you have the right mindset, the behavioral patterns, and you are committed to the end goal, you can overcome the impatience. Because I am impatient with getting as many people to listen to the podcast as possible because I genuinely think you can have so many people and I can't wait to have an incredible community of like-minded individuals that can support each other. And I'm impatient with that, but my mindset knows that if I give, like if I start already judging it on episode three, it's I'm like I'm, not, I'm setting myself up for failure. Mm-hmm. I know I have to be committed for more than three episodes and give it the time it needs to like flourish and become what it's meant to become. And my behavior will not let me quit that early. Like there's just no chance that I would quit that early. Like I've not even given it. I mean, you would go on three dates with someone before you decide whether they're the one. Why would I cut out my podcast three episodes? And like the podcast is doing fine. Don't get me wrong. The podcast is doing fine, but it's Polina, the overachiever who is being impatient and is like, Yes, but Tom Billy's podcast has like 3 million followers. Um, but <laughs> I think if you have the right mindset, the behavior like frame that is not like, like in place and the commitment, you can overcome the impatience. Like, yeah, yes, you may have a moment of doubt, but you can overcome the impatience in the long run, in the wrong run. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I think as well, it's actually worth just highlighting as well because this is a perfect kind of like scenario of reinforcing the purpose of personal growth. Yes. The patience, the willingness to commit, the identifying our toxic relationships or environments, having the mindset, the behaviors that back that, all those are kind of like one big puzzle that fit together Mm -hmm. for a bigger picture, right? But also it's very important to understand as well that whilst you're being realistic, whilst you're, whilst you're mindful of all of these things, that you, under, under all of it, you're looking for growth. Yeah. So if yeah. you are in a position where it's, you're not growing or it's stagnant, you need to have the awareness to say, okay, right, so what do I need to change? What do I need to tweak? At what point do I need to be like, right, maybe I need to, divert my attention or pivot in some way in order to make that next step because I'm there with my I'm there really with my with my with my podcast I'm looking at it now thinking okay so what's the next stage what's the next stage how do I improve the quality of it how do I improve the quality of my YouTube videos to take me to that next level that's part of the growth growth journey because at the end of the day it's all about improving being better and this is, the, this is the quote that I wanted to end on, right, for this section. Commit to the person you want to be. If you're really talking about personal growth, commit to the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very, like, easy comment to make. But the work that goes into that is so, so hard because you have to know the person you want to be. And, yes, if you want to be a better person or you want to be better in terms – and this, this, this encompasses businesses – business it encompasses being employed in in a business it encompasses everything you have to commit you have to know what you want to be you have to have that clarity you have to know what you want to be you have to commit to it you have to know where you want to be and you have to know why you do the things you do because the one thing that helped me this week to like mentally uh question myself uh when I was having a moment of doubt was 
why do you do it? Why did you start it? And the reasons why I started it was the same, like five weeks later, how many weeks it's been, like months later, is the same reasons. And you just have to like reframe it. Look at it as a growth opportunity, as Peter said. That's exactly what I did this week. I would just reframe that. I was like, okay, what am I doing now? What can I do more? Have I learned what I wanted to learn by having a podcast? Have I grown in the ways I wanted to grow by having a podcast? No, then the work is not done. So like we're still committed to becoming that person. Um, so it's a great quote. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's, it's a hard work to be committed to the person you want to be. But if you become that person, you will have the life you want. Let's just put it that way. Like if that's how it works. It doesn't work by I'm going to get the life for being the same person. No, you have to sacrifice the old you to become the new you. Absolutely. It's like, it's like a snake shedding skin. That's, a, that's effectively what it is at the end of the day. Or, you know, uh, a moth transforming, you know. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And yeah. I think it's really, really important to acknowledge that this is, this is a process. This really mm-hmm. is a process. And, you know, don't pay too much attention to everything else. I mean, I, I look at my accounts and I look at, you know, some other people's accounts and I'm like, oh, why, why is it that that person gets to do that and not me? But if I think like that, just drive myself absolutely crazy. It's like yeah. I'm happy to people's, see people's success, but the competitive Pete in me is like, no. But then I use it as fuel to be like, I need to up my game. I need to up my game big time and I need to be a bit more, I need to be seen and heard a little bit more. And this is why, you know, things like money intelligence have come along and we're pushing that kind of stuff. But, you know, this has been, I hope people have, have learned something from this as well. Yeah, I think competition with yourself or with others only makes you better. Mm. Like, it's just, it's the best personal growth driver. It's not the best, but one of the very strong ones for a lot of people are driven by competition. Absolutely, absolutely. So that brings us on to the last bits of the week, goals for next week. So I've, I've got one very, very simple one. I say simple, but it's a lot of work. It's something that I absolutely need to do. Um, I need to spend some time to actually set some business goals, monetary goals um, for the next two, three months um, for the business. So when I say two, three months, it's an overall goal for two, three months. Or you do it for three because it's, it's, it's a nice number. But actually, I need to then know what that big number is and break that down into monthly, into weekly, into daily. Um, targets as well so that's my big thing for the next week and I have to do that across conversation of money and I have to do that across uh, money intelligence um, as yeah. well um, and look at how I'm going to do that things that I need to do as well to drive those in so that's my one big goal for this week what have you got that's good it's a huge goal so like that's just something that I think takes a lot of time so it's good to take the time to do it properly mm-hmm. um my goals are just, I'm going to have to be a bit more realistic of what I can actually do while working and being on holiday, trying to spend time with family. So I'm definitely going to keep up the exercise. So continuing with exercise once a day, at least six times a week. Um, and then I am still going to try to do one course next week because next week I'm half working and then the second part of the week I'm actually traveling. So I don't know if I will have like good internet connection, etc., to be serving. So I will take the time to spend some time with family. So I'm doing one course online and then I do need to do a marketing push for the e-commerce website that we just launched. So 
I'm going to be building up that um, marketing strategy and like starting to promote the website so people can know it exists. It's one thing to set a life. It's another thing to tell people about it. Uh, and then as part of that, I will also, I think inspired by you prior to our prior to recording the podcast when we were chatting, um, I think I'm going to also do some goal setting for the e-commerce business, uh, both from an inventory point of view and financial goals point of view. So it, it wasn't something I was ready to do just yet, but I think it's a good time to start as we launch the podcast, um, sorry, the e-commerce website think what do I want it to actually achieve because it's another sales channel and you need to treat it like a business so I want to think from a marketing point of view what am I trying to do how much sales I'm trying to generate with that e-commerce website uh, so I'm going to do some goal setting around that too. Fantastic so four really big kind of like bits for you to to focus on so guys if you're listening to this what are your goals for this next week? Um, what have you got down? Um, how did you get on with your goals for last week? Again, this isn't about ticking every single box every single time. It's about making sure that we're able to make progress towards something. And obviously bearing in mind that we have to go back and sense check what we did last week. So I've got a bit of that to do uh, through the week as well, just reviewing where I am, making sure that things have worked out the way I want to, and if they haven't, addressing them as well. But um, yes, this has been a really interesting conversation. Um, yeah. appreciate everybody tuning in we need to talk about do we need to talk about the the accountability circle yes uh so by the time you hear this and there is already uh a live community on facebook that we would love for you guys to join us on so we have spoken about the accountability circle since day one since episode one uh, we now have a live community on Facebook. It's attached to our Facebook page, which is Tap Into Extraordinary. But even if you just searched for Accountability Circle by Tap Into Extraordinary on Facebook or on Google, you can find us. And we would love it if you join us because we finally have a physical group where people can join, uh, share their goals with us. We can keep you accountable. We can keep each other accountable. And we can also support each other. There's a lot of fun and exciting things we have planned for the community once uh, we have enough people in it to keep everyone engaged but we would love for you to join us there so feel free to head to either our social accounts because we have a link to the accountability group in there or to go straight to facebook and look for tap into extraordinary and our accountability group is in there but we would love to finally get to know you as a people not just listen to the podcast but actually put some faces to the names and to the listener numbers um and learn more about your goals and how we can help each other grow uh and create that community of like individuals so we'd love to see you there yeah guys please so <laughs> yes please do join um it's going to be interactive it's going to be impactful and again this is all about people coming together towards a common goal like common goal of progression personal development you'll have individual goals in, in amongst that it's about pulling on each other to basically hold each other accountable and help each other grow so do join us there but until the next episode next week we'll catch you later Bye. Bye.